1: hey everybody and welcome to pathfinder watch no i'm kidding uh welcome to blizzard watch the show where we talk about blizzard entertainment it's many games and it's it's quite been quite the busy day today yep. we're recording this on tuesday january 24th um i'm not going to do a lot of him and here just going to introduce uh joe who you just heard say yup and uh liz harper who is also here say hi liz howdy and now we're just going to go straight into it lots of stuff happening um some of the less important stuff i mean not not unimportant, but less important is like the lunar festival is going to start running from today and for two weeks into fe- February 7th. You know, that's, that's cool. Um, and, uh, you know, Diablo two resurrected has now got its patch 2.6 PTR where they're testing eight new rune words, eight of them.
2: Wow. Which yeah.
1: Is, yeah. That's a lot of rune words. I knew they were uh, adding not,
2: more, but I didn't realize they were adding eight.
1: Yeah, they are adding eight rune words. Uh, that, uh, that was pretty crazy. For- I was reading the PTR thing and it was like, whoa,
2: for context for you at home if you're not familiar with Diablo 2 and rune words rune words were assemblage of runes that you could put into gem socket slots that spelled uh basically ancient words of power that could just completely break your character in new and interesting ways and adding eight more I am very interested
1: yeah i think that almost doubles the amount of rune words doesn't it
2: uh almost yeah, don't there think was so. there well, i think there was 10 I-
3: before I thought there were a whole lot of rune words right now. Didn't they add some in the last patch?
1: Yeah, they did. I, I, they added like four, I think in the last mm. patch. So, okay. Yeah. Then I'm
3: just completely off my count.
1: I mean, I, I'm just guessing. I can't remember either. So it could, you could in fact be right, but eight is still a huge amount to, to be adding. So that's, that's really cool. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, kind of a, a bummer story that actually took place yesterday, but I'm going to mention it before we move on to the, to stuff that's more, that's, that's fun. Um, wow shut down in china yesterday yeah Um, it's it's gone uh if you were playing world of warcraft in china um first off you know thank you for listening to our podcast um secondly yeah i'm sorry they didn't get to see patch 10.0.5 uh they didn't get to do any of that cool stuff and they didn't even like their characters aren't even saved anywhere their servers are gone yeah the uh, only, mean, they had to, they had was it Liz, you, 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 knew about this, the export
3: thing. Blizzard. Yeah. Blizzard posted a way to like save your character data somehow, but it's like the servers are just, you know, there's nothing there anymore. And that actually goes for all Blizzard games, except for Diablo Immortal, which is the only one that remains operating in China right now.
2: That's the only one that still has a contract in place, I think. Right.
1: Yeah. Cause they negotiated yeah. the contract Yeah, more recently. Yeah. yeah.
3: You know how long that contract's for?
2: Yeah, um, I do not. I'm so going to look it that's
1: up. That's, that, to me, is an interesting thing to think about because I, if NetEase wasn't willing to play ball on anything else, it's very unlikely they'll be happy to re-up Diablo Immortal, especially since they got a lot of the blame for the monetization that everybody hated.
3: I mean, it's, it's very interesting that this is happening. China is a huge market for Blizzard games. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's it's odd that Blizzard would allow this to expire, and we do don't know anything we, specific about the negotiations between yeah, uh, NetEase and Blizzard.
2: We yeah, we don't know what the details were, but we do know that there was a, a NetEase declined Blizzard's offer of the contract extension. We, uh,
3: yes, Blizzard like Blizzard offered to extend the contract for six months, just their current contract, yeah. so that they could continue negotiations, and NetEase said no.
2: Yeah, we don't we know that much. We don't know what was contained in those conversations or or what was being passed back and forth. So,
3: Like, did did Blizzard offer them a deal so bad that they were just completely offended and were not going to deal with any of this anymore? That just seems that seems really unlikely. But I have to imagine games like World of Warcraft are a big moneymaker for NetEase too. So it's just it's just hard to say. We don't know enough about what's going on behind the scenes to say what's happening. It's just man, it's a sad day for World of Warcraft because though there're a lot of imagine if World of Warcraft shut down in the United States. I mean, how would all of us feel about that? We would feel pretty bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is it is a big deal. Um those people like I said, you know, it's I'm you, you can export your character but you know, the servers are gone and there's there is no sign of when Blizzard will be able or even if if they will be able to I'm, get any any kind of partner. I'm
2: really curious how that's going to hurt the financials on Blizzard, too, because we don't know how much of uh, China's market made up their financial reporting for ABK like that's true we don't know because
1: the way that they play in in china is different as well it is Uh, it's not subscription based the way we we play in the west it's it's a different i believe a lot of it is buying card time and and playing in cafes and so forth but i'm not although there has been a shift over the last
2: couple of years there uh because uh, we we have offices in 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 china there has been a shift to over the last couple of years thanks to some global event that I'm sure nobody paid attention to um, <laughs> caused a lot of people to not be able to gather in large public places like cafes. Uh, so home, home gaming has sort of been on the rise there over the last three years or so.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, I probably- will, Go ahead, I will jump in and say that uh, we're going to get the Activision Blizzard fourth quarter results, uh, their financials on February 6th. So that's coming up pretty soon. So we, can know a little bit about how the markets are looking, but uh we we won't know exactly what's happening in China, like how much that's going to hit their quarterlies until the next fiscal quarter is over yeah. and we get those results. Which so will yeah, be
2: end of May, beginning of June
1: ish.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, I, I think at this point we'll move on, but yeah, that is a pretty awful thing to have had happen. Let's let's talk about some of the cool stuff going on. Um besides the Diablo 2 resurrected, um the revival catalyst is opening uh that's today uh that's the thing that allows you and if you're playing world of warcraft to take gear that drops in raids and mythic plus dungeons and transform it to tier gear uh allowing you to catch up faster to getting your tier set i am one piece away from my tier set and i have a piece to transmog to transfer over but i don't have the uh currency yet. I don't have the spark. I have to do the quest first.
2: I also have to do the quest, and I'm one one piece away from my four-piece. I'm very excited yeah. about this.
1: I'm not excited, because the Warrior Fury four-piece set is not good. Oh,
2: my four-piece set is garbage, but I need it because it makes my baseline healing actually viable. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm a little bitter. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah, this- I don't
3: think... I don't think any of the set bonuses are like super, super amazing. Not like they were, they aren't as impactful as the set bonuses were at the end of Shadowlands. But it's like, okay, this is still, this is a buff that's going to be a lot bigger than just equipping a better piece of gear, than equipping a higher eye level something.
1: Yeah, in in general, it's it's still nice to be able to get it. Um, I also found out that you can trade, you can also trade in the uh, gear that you got if you did the uh, Primal Storms events and got the level 385 version of gear. You can trade that in uh for tier set as well. I did not know that. That's interesting to me. Uh because I have a couple pieces of that and it's like, oh I can I can just trade that
3: in. Yeah, um, I thought it was any season three. It's season wow, season, season one. we We're away yeah. a ways away from season three. Season one gear. Uh well it's not
1: stuff like if you got quest world world quest stuff I don't think it is is viable. And no. non non mythic plus dungeon stuff you you don't even if it's epic. You don't get it. You can't trade it in. It has to be Mythic Plus, not not just Mythic, but Mythic Plus, uh, or you know, normal Heroic uh, or Mythic Raid gear, I believe. And there's like Conquest PVP gear and the Bloody Token PVP gear that's been that's been upgraded, and the the Primal Storm gear that's been upgraded. All that stuff's viable, but not like I said. Even if you got like a like an item level three eighty, Epic from a world quest that's not viable. It has to be something from a dungeon or raid or the the other versions I mentioned, but it's still cool. Uh, I'm, I'm still, they've improved it so that you don't have to have a specific currency. It's the spark thing that you just get from questing. And it's account wide. It's account wide. So you could theoretically, you know, you could get it on multiple characters and then, you know, use it. Um, It's, it's it's usable across multiple characters, which is really great. Um, I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm looking forward to it. Are you guys going to try and get it as fast as possible? Or are you going to wait?
2: I'm literally going to figure out how to do it after we're done podcasting because I need that fourth piece.
3: I'm I'm going to do it before next week's raid. And that's, I mean, yeah, I need it. I need one piece. And uh, our yes, next week's raid's tomorrow, I'm Liz. Tomorrow. We only have 24 hours. It is tomorrow. Today is Tuesday. Tomorrow <laughs> is Wednesday. How did that happen? Time. I'm, Time.
1: Yeah, yeah um, I, guess, I guess we're raiding tonight. My, my guilt is raiding tonight. <laughs> Hmm. So I don't have. Yeah, I don't should. think there's any way I can do it.
3: But. I I should probably do that. You're right. That's a very good, compelling point. That, you, uh, to, I should have known.
1: Should we Should we do this
2: after the podcast? Go make a pact uh, and get this I, done.
3: <laughs> I can't. I've got stuff I need uh, to finish. So I should mention should, that tomorrow t- afternoon, probably. If
1: If you are like us and you're sitting here trying to figure out how to get gear for the purposes of this, uh, there is a way to get gear that you don't have to run a mythic and you don't have to run a, a raid to get gear that will work. Um, the cache of, vo- of vault treasures is back uh, if you do five time walking dungeons. So if you run five time walking dungeons at the end, you will get a piece of normal vault uh, gear, which you can then take to the, to the, uh, uh, the code I can't remember the name of this thing, the codex. I want to call it the, ro- the revival catalyst. Jeez. You take it to the revival catalyst. If it's not tier, which it could be, but if you don't get tier from it, you can take it there and then trade it for tier. That is one way you can do it, even if you don't run anything higher than a time-walking dungeon. So just keep that in mind. And, and Liz and Joe, you can keep that in mind, too, if you want. Uh, I will. I
2: will, Matt. Thank you for giving me permission to keep that in mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're welcome. But so we got that. Um, we mentioned the Luna Festival. We mentioned the depressing Wild China thing. I'm going to briefly mention that you can get the Razageth mount from the LFR version
3: of Razageth. That's
1: um,
2: it's
3: not. Go ahead. Yeah, it's not exactly a mount. It's a. It's just a skin for your for your dragon riding mount that you. Can okay. Use. Yeah. Yeah, it's a custom one of those customizations. So it's still a dragon riding thing, but uh, your proto drake looks pretty much exactly like Razagath. So you're just.
2: Yeah, I got to. It's a little weird. I got that. Like,
3: did we? Did we go and kill Razagath and then like skin her and attach that skin to our proto-drake? That just, I started thinking about this and now I can't get it on my head and it seems real weird.
2: Uh, I'm not thinking too far into it because we live in a world of <laughs> dragons and magic. Yeah, and, yeah and I mean,
3: yeah. I'm yeah.
2: literally a shaman fox that's casting water spells at people. <laughs> I'm not going to think too far into this. Um, I got that on my alt in LFR and I had no idea that it could drop from there until it it, it popped up. And I was very, very surprised. It's actually very cool. Like, I think that's the first time in a while, I don't want to say ever, because I can't remember all the LFRs, that the final boss has dropped a mount thing in an LFR, skin or otherwise. Because I don't remember anyone before this. Everything else I think was normal.
3: Yeah, it's pretty typical for the cool cosmetics, the cool mounts, the cool, cool things to be normal and above. But yeah, yeah, I think this is great. I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be a nightmare to be able to get because we've got the personal loot thing and you're going to be rolling and literally everyone is no, going it, to want it. It,
2: it. It's not, it doesn't work like that. You just loot the body and it's there. It's not something you roll on.
3: Oh, ah, interesting. So,
2: like when I, cause I thought, cause I, I didn't, it didn't pop up in the window <laughs> or unless it was intended to be rolled on, but I did not get it like it through a window roll. I literally, forgot to loot the corpse went back and looted the corpse before i disbanded from the group and it was just sitting there like the 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 rep icons and stuff like that so like weird. if you get it i, I think mean, you just get it
3: I, I know it's not a guaranteed drop so that's no, all i it, know
2: I, I think it is still personal loot though for that specific
3: interesting. thing interesting it's which, so it's so weird cool. this it's it's really weird this kind of mixed hybrid loot system we have now. It keeps confusing me.
2: Ooh, speaking of hybrid loot, apparently uh, you can complete the Revival Catalyst quest in under 10 minutes by killing the world boss twice. Oh. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, then I know what I'll be doing after thank, the podcast. Thank you, internet. Um, <laughs> to, the, to the world boss. Uh, but Now that we've covered all this stuff, I want to move on to something that is itself pretty massive news and has a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Namely, patch ten point zero point five has gone live today. Yes. Um, what? Yeah. What? You today? knew this, Liz.
3: It happened today. I couldn't do-
1: Happy okay. patch yeah, day, everybody! I, Let's I, celebrate. I, yeah. I did uh, know that the the servers have come up. Um, they're up right now. Uh, they've been fairly stable, from my knowledge. Um, I was going to say, can-, can we
2: can we take a moment and like give thanks and like recognition to the the server team and the release team because this was not a small patch.
1: No. Uh, it, it, amongst the many things in this patch are significant class overworks. Uh, some classes just got buffs, like Fury got a, a series of buffs. Arms got a lot of talent changes. Um, other classes, like Druids, if you're a Guardian Druid, uh, you have a completely different tree. Congratulations. Um, I think you actually will be happy, because at least a couple people have told me it's, it's, a, it's vastly improved, but I have not actually played a guardian druid this expansion. So I I do not actually have an opinion on that. Still, though, it's one of several talent trees that got completely revised. Uh, There's a lot of changes. Anything strike you guys that, you know, you immediately noticed when you were looking at your class,
2: I will let Liz go first.
3: Well, I'm starting to wonder if I need to pick up blessing of summer, which is a talent that I hate. I hate it. I hate it so much uh because it was the old night fae paladin ability and it's just it's a buff and it rotates between seasons. <laughs> so you get uh summer, fall, winter, uh what's that spring? That's the one. And it continually goes through that rotation. And uh, each buff it gives is different. And each buff it gives is ideal for a different type of player. Like, Blessing of Winter is something you can only cast on your healers. And it's this thing you just have to super micromanage. And you have to keep track of which buff is up right now. And I just, I hate the entire idea of it. I hate everything about it. I don't have it right now. It is, it's a pretty powerful ability. But it's, uh... It takes a lot of micromanaging, and usually you have to be playing in a pretty organized group to, like, really get the most of it. And I've just been like, nah, I'm not. I'm not going to deal with this. I don't, I don't have the mental energy to track this rotating buff and figure out who to cast it on every 30 seconds. I can't do this. Um... But now I'm wondering if I need to and, like, get 50 new weak auras to help me out because they changed Blessing of Winter to something that regenerates 1% of your mana every 2 seconds for 30 seconds, which is uh, kind of a lot for healers that use mana, which would not be me because I'm you know, feeding on that holy power. I get feed uh, me
2: Liz, feed me the Liz.
3: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is what I have to deal with. I will pay and, you uh, in
2: miniatures.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's this really annoying ability, but I feel like maybe I need to, maybe I need to get it. Uh, so yeah, um, paladins didn't get any like major huge changes, but there are some, some little things that are nice and some little things that I'm confused about. And, it's patch.
2: boy. Howdy. Shaman got a lot. <laughs> uh, passive mana mana spring totem is gone. It's now just a passive ability called mana spring, which thank you, uh, which restores 400 mana at level 70 instead of 200, which doesn't sound like a lot, but over the course of it being down, it's a lot. They increase healing surge by 15% for the healing done, which is a lot. Uh, Totemic surge reduces the cooldown of totems by three seconds to six seconds. Uh, which was two and four before the increased uh, damage for elemental, basically 10% across the board for flame shock, chain lightning, lava beam and earthquake, which is huge. And then restoration healing wave, the regular healing wave, the slow heal got a 6% buff acid rain damage, which is something that I don't think got enough attention and is one of the coolest talents that we've had. Which is my healing rain when I put it down on the ground not only heals my friends, it damages my allies. Something that I've been asking for since Cataclysm. Um, I, mean, I
3: hope I hope you didn't actually mean it damages your allies.
2: No, it damages the enemies. Um, <laughs> and But it, it increased the damage by 120%, which is massive. Uh, flame shock damage was increased by 20% uh, for Restoration a lava burst by 20% and master of the elements increases the, which is a a talent that increases the effectiveness of the shaman's next nature, physical or frost spell by 20%. It's been buffed from 10%. This is what we used to use to sort of spell weave. So in mythic plus dungeons, we would weave in lightning bolts and shocks and things like that. And then weave in like healing waves or healing surges to do extra healing on top of it. And this stacks as a multiplicative effect. I believe I think it's multiplicative instead of additive. I have to do the math later, uh, with anything else that, that boosts it. So like, if you do, uh, undulation, which is the one that like you cast three healing waves and your third healing wave is empowered, And then do this, it's empowered even more. And it allows you to be really effective with your mana management and your healing management, and is absolutely critical when you're doing anything above a 10 in Mythic Plus Keys. This is good. I don't know if it is great yet, because I haven't had a chance to go through a dungeon, but I'm feeling really good about these changes, something I wasn't expecting to say this early in the expansion. So I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you. Like, where this is on the right path. Like I'm feeling good about it.
1: Cool. All right. Uh, as for me, I'm going to say that looking over these various changes, um, druids, seriously, uh, I'm not a druid player at the moment, but my word, uh, druids get a lot of changes. There's the lunar eclipse thing. They they they've changed. Uh, I, I feel bad for you guys. If you were going with that one, but looking at the, uh, the feral and especially the balance changes, I'm going to not balance guardian changes. I'm um, really liking Guardian. Uh, yeah. I mean, the trees are designed. We'll go ahead.
3: One of the things about Guardian Druids is they did not get a lot of attention when Dragonflight released. They did not get a lot of changes or iterations through that Dragonflight alpha and beta process. So this feels like, okay, this is the stuff that was supposed to be going with launch and it's like kind of got pushed back and they've been working on it since then.
1: I do think it's like, you know, co- fixed an issue causing flashing claws to fail to trigger fixed an issue where reinvigoration rank two did not grant grant cooldown reduction fixed an issue preventing rays from triggering vicious cycle. These are all pretty major bugs. <laughs> That's if they had to wait till now to get those fixed. Gee, no wonder they were mad. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here. There's like uh new talent thorns of iron, new talent, rays, new talent, moonless night, uh new talent, lunar ba- beam. It's just front of the pack moved. There's just a lot of stuff here for guardian druids. I am not, like I said, not playing a druid right now, so I'm not like really. I can't say this is great, this is bad, but it looks interesting. It looks like something I'm I'm seriously considering trying to pick up a druid. Uh,
3: it feels it feels like they've been iterating a lot uh, on mm-hmm. talents. Just even in hot fixes, we've gotten a lot of talent changes, and these are just they're a lot more all at once.
2: They're paying attention. Like uh, that's. Uh, uh, in chat, Padilla was talking about some community, some members in like the shaman community don't feel their changes are enough. And I know that there's some members of every community that feel that sometimes the changes are enough. But like, I think the key takeaway is they're listening, they're trying, they're trying to balance. And if it's not good enough, keep submitting the feedback because it is definitely having an impact.
1: Yeah. Like looking at Brewmaster here, um, there's been some really interesting changes to Brewmaster. For instance, Resident Fist damage got nerfed by 45%, but then Keg Smash 10% buff. Tiger Palm, ten percent, twenty percent buff. Uh, Blackout Kick, twenty percent buff. Spinning Crane Kick, twenty percent buff. Breath of Fire, twenty-five percent buff. So there's there's an attempt to make Brewmaster more effective and spread it out so it's not just if you don't have Resonant Fists, you got nothing. It's now. Here's a whole bunch of stuff that does more damage than it did. So you can push more different buttons. You don't have to rely on the one. Um, the quick slip now purifies 5% of damage delayed by stagger, which was 2% before um, gift to the ox is now a rank one talent. Uh, Graceful exit is now a rank one talent. Um, so yeah, one rank talent. So not rank one, one rank, not two. You don't get two. That's,
3: ranks. that's yeah. always nice when they kind of consolidate that and give you more room to do other things and play around.
1: Yeah. So, gift to the ox, graceful exit, quick slip, quick sip, and staggering strikes. I I played a a monk forever ago uh, when we were doing the leveling stream. I think in Legion, <laughs> and I've always liked the monk since, but I haven't played it very much. But this is actually really interesting. Uh, the Mistweaver changes. Have you seen the Mistweaver changes, Liz?
3: Yeah, I mean they're pretty good. Yeah. I do to see that's another thing. I don't play uh, Mistweaver right now. So I like I glance at these things and uh, I don't I don't dig into them. It's uh I really liked being a mistweaver. Uh, yeah. and I keep thinking about do I want to go back to being a mistweaver? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of attached to the paladin, even though I don't think paladins are always super great, but I'm like, I'm 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 emotionally attached to this character. So here I am.
1: Yeah, I, I can understand. I keep trying to change names and I keep going back to the same one. So, but regardless, a lot of changes. Um, so overall, pretty cool. Um, another thing to talk about, uh, because I, I think this is really interesting, is one of the glaring problems with the Primordial Storms has been the fact that you can't get like rings or, or necklaces or trinkets from them. Like you can't buy anything like to replace, you know, those items. I'm still rocking eye a, a level three forty eight ring on the character I'm currently playing
3: because I, I just can't get an upgrade. They don't drop. Well, so you, hmm? you, you can do the thing that I also have not brought myself to do and grind uh, cobalt assembly rep to maximum. And they do have a ring.
1: However, if you don't want to do that, uh, I don't want to do that. Tell me you can go to the storm's fury event, which is basically kind of like a primal storm that takes place in the weird alternate future that the bronze Dragonflight has. <laughs> like you go, you go click out. You go to through the, the portal. The out. Yeah, you go through the portal, and now there's a giant messed up storm event every five hours in the Primalist Future, and uh, you have to defend. You know, try to get these things to close. You can get Essence of the Storm, which can be exchanged for item level three eighty five rings, trinkets, and necks. The Chasing Storm toy. Uh, I don't know what that is, but a cage containing storm sigils, so you can also upgrade your other items. Um, the Sky Skin Hornstrider mount and the Time Lost Vorkwin pet. Hmm. Uh, I don't know what the Time Lost Vorkwin pet is, but I know what a Vorkwin is. They're those dragon deer things. So it's probably super freaking cute.
2: I know what a pet is, and that excites me.
1: <laughs> so that's all happening. That's That's another event they've added. I'm going to say this there's been a lot of events in Dragonflight. I think like right now, the ones I think of off the top of my head are the one you do every week at the Obsidian Citadel where you go pick one of the two dragons to be your BFF for the week. Um, then there's the Great Hunt, which is just like wander around with some centaurs and kill things until they give you loot. <laughs> um, and now there's the then there was the uh, the Primal Storms events, which we've, we had added. And now they're adding this one. I'm like, this is really an interesting amount of open world content in this game right now. Stuff that you can't say isn't group, but you can't say is requires you to group either. That's, that's it's, it's on the borderline. Uh, I just find that mm. really interesting, and I, I do like seeing another one in this patch, uh, quite frankly. Um, what else? You, you guys want you, you, to... The, the Storm's End one, in my opinion, Storm's Fury is pretty understandable. You just go there and you, you fight elementals and you get loot. Uh, so I think we'll move on to the one that's not actually live yet, but which is in this patch, the uh, Trading Post...
2: That's coming in what February first?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. open on February first. It's, it's a month. February first.
3: Yeah, February first is not actually that far away. It's a week. No, it's next week.
1: Yeah, I mean,
3: week. I even even me without any conception of time, I realize that is not far away.
1: No, no, it's not. But it's it's you know, if you if you got the if you got the uh, patch today and you were like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna go do that, you can't do it till next week. Sorry. Um it's it's basically a monthly battle pass type thing. Um But the the upside is there's no real money involved. They're not selling you anything. Uh, You just go and you log on once a month and you get 500 of the trader's tender currency. Then you have an adventure log thing. Inside Inside your adventuring guide, you can go to the traveler's log and that will tell you, okay, do all these things. You can do these various things and they give so many traders tender. There's more things to do than you can actually get tender for because you the cap is 500 from the journal if you do journal stuff you can get another 500 traders tender and then it caps out um which means that you you can pick and choose you don't have to just do all of it and get to get your stuff you i'll do this one and this one and this one but i'm not doing that one because i don't like that kind of activity which i think is also really nice and the other thing is is in february only well whenever your first month is there's a one-time donation like basically if if you bought Dragonflight, when when this stuff opens in February, and and all of us did who are talking right now because you know <laughs> we, we're playing it, uh, you'll get a free extra five hundred traders tender. So your first month you'll have fifteen hundred, um, which is nice because like some of the stuff that is, is really expensive. Uh, but if That's just for that one starting month. Every other month, you can only make a thousand. Period. That's that is the cap. Every every month, you the most you can get is a thousand. Except for that first month, or when yeah, whenever you do finally go buy Dragonflight, then you get an extra five hundred for one month. Uh, Either of you guys looking at it at all?
3: Uh, I really haven't. I figure when it's live, I'm going to go look at it and see what's there and uh, buy whatever excites me at the moment.
2: It's kind of the way I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm kind of treating it almost like the. A uh, black market auction house where except I'll actually be able to afford things potentially.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I'm interested because first off, um I don't actually care that much about the stuff they have this month, except for like there's a staff that has a really cool color effect that I want to get because I can make it be my purple lightsaber. Um but that the 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 the, the top tier items, there's two of them. One of them is uh, the celestial steed, you all remember the celestial steed, sparkle pony. Come
3: on, oh yeah, I remember oh, making a meme out of
2: it where crawler promised me a pony.
3: Yeah, that I, was. The, I got that one. I yeah. drank the Kool Aid early on and bought the sparkle.
1: The sparkle pony was the first, I think, in you know, purchasable mount. The the very first. Yep, yeah, and they just took it off the store on January twenty second, uh, January second of this year. Um, they that's when it came off the store. Uh, right, right. I mean, they'd already announced the trading post before that, too, but I don't think they'd announced what was on it. Um, but regardless, the, the Celestial Steed is now no longer available for for purchase for money, but um, a lot of us will already have it because, you know, it was available for money for so long. But now you can get it for 900 Traders Tender, which means that if you have the 1,500 for like you know you're guess you bought dragon flight and you've you've completed everything you could buy the sparkle pony and still have 600 traders tender left over for other purchases. Um the next highest priced option is the Fury of the Fire Lord which is a one-handed mace that is a spiked ball and chain type Morningstar mace. Um, and it's it's really nice. Uh I'm I'm looking at it with, with avaricious eyes. But what's really getting <laughs> me about it is that when you complete your monthly you know, when you grind out the 500 extra traders tender, you complete the battle pass for the month. You get another mount. There's a reward you get. It may not be a mount every month. I, I can't say to that because this this thing's slate changes every month. Every month there's different stuff up on the uh, on the trading post, and uh, you can actually freeze an item. By the way, like say you want to buy the sparkle pony, but you don't. You're not going to be able to grind up the 900. You just don't have time this month. You could freeze it.
2: It'll and then next, next month,
1: yeah. Yeah, next month, it'll still mm. be there. And then you can buy it then because you'll get 500 free for just being there. So that's that's worth considering. I, I at this point, I feel like I've talked a lot. So if you guys have anything to say about this before I move on.
3: I just think yeah, it's a, just I it's really cool. More cool rewards. Yeah. More cool rewards is cool. Yeah, that's it. it it's <laughs> it's cool. kind of the beginning and end of it.
2: It's cool rewards for spending time in game. Like we we talk about always wanting to just have cool rewards for spending time in game. Well, here you go. Like just doing the stuff you would normally be doing earns you those points and you can go turn it into really rad stuff. It's good.
3: Yeah, it's not it's not like, oh, you have to log on and spend hundreds of hours grinding out something. It's just, you know, you log on and do the things you're already doing and you can cash that in for interesting new rewards.
1: Man, I just can't get enough time to get a second swallow in. All right. Um <laughs> Now look at what else we got going on here. Uh, so much. Yeah, there is, there's is actually a lot. Oh my, like, um, we haven't even really talked about, you know, the, the, the gray and white transmog, which is coming. Uh, basically they've been promising us this one since the, the middle of Shadowlands. And it's finally here. If you have various gray or white items in your inventory or your bank that you've been keeping on the hopes that someday this day would come, this day has come. Um, you can now transmog to those items. When you do, they will become bind on equip. Like the, you can't get a, a BO, you know, you can't get like a piece of just white gear out of the store, just buy it from any store guy, learn it, and then sell it back. Well, you can sell it back, but you can't put it on the auction house. It, it's not bind on equip or not even listed anymore. It's, it becomes bind to bind a pickup when you use it to transmog. So keep that in mind. Um, you will not be selling those barbarian woolies or what have you anymore. I think the Defias mask is the one everyone's talking about. But yeah, um, I'll admit I have not really been focusing on this that much because I don't have that many gray or white items that I'm particularly interested in transmogging to. Do either of you?
3: I I have nothing in mind I'm going to transmog to, but more transmog. I am always for more transmog. (laughs) It doesn't matter what kind of transmog, whether I have items to transmog to. None of that matters. It's more transmog. I'm happy.
2: I'm in. I'm in the same camp as Liz. I don't really have anything else to add
1: to that one. Uh, I'm going to talk about just kind of as a, as a codicil to this. One of the things I'm hoping they do next. Um, a while back, they added shoulder individual shoulder transmo.
2: Yeah, turning one off. You, or, well, turn
1: one off, or even have two different shoulders. Yep. If you wanted to, and I do all those things, and I think it's really great, and I think they need to add it for every other slot. Mm. If you have like gloves or boots that that have like you know we wear more than one bracers. Then you should be able to individually choose which one you use. I think that is the the next hill I'm willing to die on, since the last hill I was willing to die on just <laughs> happened.
2: I mean, uh, I meet you eye. halfway because I think I think gloves and and bracers would be cool. Boots, I I don't I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, some people don't even get to really wear boots.
2: Looking at you, trolls.
1: I'm um, also looking mm. at you, Draenei and Torin I mean,
2: and Volpera and a whole bunch yeah. of others.
1: So I, I honestly feel like just if, it, if there's two of it, let people mess around. I mean, sure, it's going to look silly for some people and they're going to do weird things with it. But so what? They do weird things with everything. That's fine. <laughs> I, I deliberately go around transmogging all my weapons to look ghostly now, now that I, because I can.
3: I, so. I mean, that looks really cool. So that's, you don't need a reason.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing. If, if Everything looks cool to somebody. Yeah, like there's always yeah. something. you know Someone will really enjoy it. Let them do it. That's my thing. Uh but yeah regardless that's that's been a long time coming and it's now here. I'm trying to think there is really so much in this free hatch. Mm-hmm. Uh do, 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 do. Um, yeah. A lot of stuff. are like, fixed. Um we're still in the middle of uh the season so that's not really terribly useful. Um the mage tower is back however. That's that's something I hadn't really thought about. Uh, the Mage Tower is. This is the first time we've had the Mage Tower in in Dragonflight with the new talents and stuff. Um, I think
3: that's going to be really interesting. Well,
1: remember how the the Mage the Mage Tower wasn't really wasn't something that that did well in Shadowlands. Not that it did poorly. It's just the players who couldn't use their artifacts, of course, anymore, and none of their Covenant abilities were really working. It was a hard thing. Since we don't have Covenant abilities or borrowed power anymore. This might work really well.
3: Yeah, um, I'm very curious. It I know I know a lot of people went in and like finished everything when it went live in Shadowlands and I had a lot of trouble with it because it felt like a lot of my power was either originally when this was first out, it was in my artifact abilities, and during Shadowlands, it was in my covenant abilities. And it just, it felt like I was trying to do this with one hand tied behind my back because I was missing so much stuff. So I'm very curious to go in without all these borrowed powered systems, just as a character, and this is what I am, and be able to do this. And also it'll mean, you know, you'll play the Mage Tower just like you play the game instead of having to come up with unique strategies and like how to play around things because originally you had to play in this specific way to work around the fact that you couldn't use this or that. It's like, you can just, you can play the way you play. I, I think that's a lot better and uh, I'm, I'm going to have to give it a try. I don't know when I'm going to have time to dig into it, but I need to give it a try.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see about like, now that I've gotten, I have all the tumor sargaris gear now. Uh, that I was trying to get before, so now I'm interested in the specific armor set things, the Legion-themed ones, because that's it's the same appearance as the Tomb of Sargeras uh, look, but it's not fell-colored, so I don't look like a giant green Slurpy. Um, which is something I'm interested in. I don't like looking like a giant green Slurpee. Um, I'm occasionally sure, but you know, for most of the time, I don't want to look like a Fell Slurpee because you know, Fell is bad, and Slurpees make give me brain freeze. Regardless, though, there's the the armor set appearances. There's the Guardian Druid Fell wearbear form. Um, so if you didn't definitely play, a good one, yeah. If you weren't playing in Legion, so you didn't have an, an artifact, and thus you couldn't get the special hidden appearance before it was gone, you can now get. The Fell Werebear version, and at least still be a Werebear when you want to. A um, bunch of good achievements, of course, and the Soaring Spell Tome. If you want to ride around on a big book, you can do that. Um,
3: I don't I, know if I don't know if I can do that, but uh, I'll give it a try. I want yeah. one.
1: Joe, are you interested at all? or Are you pretty much not not down for the Mage Tower?
2: I mean, I'm going to give it another shot because I couldn't do it last time. So now I'm interested. I would like to get my stuff from there.
1: Yeah, which one are you yeah. most seeing before? The class set, or?
2: Class set. Legitimately Shaman. the class set, yeah.
1: I mean, the Shaman set from Legion wasn't bad, but I, I think it looks better without stuff on it. I so. would agree. But yeah, there's, um... They've they've added some stuff to PvP, which is also kind of interesting. Uh, you can now toggle War Mode on and off in Valdraken. That's it's very nice. That's a great thing. Strowman. Huge. Yeah. They've, uh... They've changed the Gladiator's dis- distinction trinket set. They've they've re- they've reduced the uh, primary stat, um, but they've increased the the, the stamina because people were just not getting enough stamina, I guess. Um, <laughs> the auto mount swim speed is reduced in battlegrounds, so that's that's an unfortunate. But we're going to be seeing changes to solo shuffle. Like rating is being calculated per round um, with games. If people leave a game, like well, whether or not people leave a the game, they're doing it to uh, to adjust to that. They're going to have the matchmaking venues um, displayed on the scoreboard, and they're going to have a warning prompt if there's, you know, that's going to tell people if you leave, this is what's going to happen, which I think is good. And players who leave excessively will be subject to account review and suspension. Hmm. As abandoning matches repeatedly is a violation of the terms of service via exploiting functionality to the detriment of the game environment and the intended player experience. So. That's I, I don't mean, recall them ever doing that for people leaving other kinds of PVP activity. No, but I mean, it has
3: definitely been, it has definitely been an issue that uh, people have been leaving solo shuffle and that kind of screws up the whole thing.
2: Yeah. And I think this gives it a good chance of like surviving, I guess is would be the best way to put it. The The problem that you run into, right. Is it, the solo shuffle is kind of a cool idea, but if people keep messing with it or doing things like intentionally trolling cues, And ruining players' experiences because you know players would never do that, right? And I'm, uh, like doing this so that it it does the calculations and does what it needs to in between makes it so that it lessens the blow from those events. So I'm I'm definitely here for it.
1: All right. Um, Other things that I'm going to bring up is some profession changes. the The one that first jumps out at me is the professions have had their requirements to unlock specializations reduced. I do like that one. Yeah, professions with three specialization trees have had their final unlock reduced to profession level 75, was 100. All professions with four specialization trees have had their final two unlocks reduced to profession level 60 slash 75, was 75 slash 100. So, changes. yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Um, the portals from the overloaded loaded Titan Touch nodes should make more consistency take you to a new location. Um, that's If you've been mining, that, that happens there. Uh, professional requirements for many transmog eligible pieces have been adjusted or moved entirely. This one's for Liz, I guess. Uh, Like
0: like I don't, are you not excited
1: about this? Uh, Look Mm. at me. I I Mm. literally changed my appearance twice during this. (laughs) Um, But you know, most items that previously required a profession other than engineering, no longer have such a requirement. Engineering items have had their skill requirement reduced to one uh, of their appropriate expansion. So Nomish and Goblin Engineering are no longer required to transmog any engineering appearances. Uh, acquisition, nice. acquisition methods for all of these items remain unchanged. Warlords of Draenor crafted items appearances have returned. You can purchase recipes for optional reagents for each relevant profession from the vendors in your garrison or in Ashran that cost secrets of profession tombs to, that are the old daily cooldowns craft. Uh, use the optional reagent when crafting Warlords of or crafted gear to convert them into the new appearance. So, yeah, if, if you want to get back those appearances, there they are. I think that's pretty cool, too. And then there's crafting UI panel, got some multiple changes. Uh, the multiple, change cooldown, multiple charge cooldowns will now list the time of when the next charge will be available. Track rec- recipe checkbox is available for recrafting. Uh, enchanting items will now display an enchantment prefix text in the crafted item window, um, and for crafting orders, they've basically just made more changes to that to make it easier for you uh, to do some crafting. So that's that's all cool. Um, the community, f- the community feast quest can be accepted during the 15 minute
3: period prior to the soup cooking event. That that is actually like a huge good quality of life change because yeah. uses- I hate that quest. Oh yeah. So yeah. The quest to do the feast was not available until the feast had already started and there were like 20,000 players all standing on the quest giver and yeah, it, was it was chaos.
1: It was not fun. Uh, and Forgotten Grotto Relics has had its phasing repaired and its objective spawn rates increased. I'm not seeing anything about the kitty quest.
3: <laughs> yeah, I have not heard that it is fixed. I should see if it's yeah. up right now and check. Yeah, uh, I have not, not, I, anything I here have about not gotten... <laughs> The last I heard, they were having trouble recreating it. And I'm like, I have done this. I will this stream yes. it for them. <laughs> <laughs> it's That was the last I'd heard, was that they were having trouble recreating this bug in order to troubleshoot and fix it. And uh, it's like, I have literally done this one time <laughs> since the expansion has been live. And that's the only time it's worked. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it just seems weird. It seems weird. But regardless, um, I think that
1: pretty much covers ten point zero point five as well as we can. Um, there's a lot. There's, it's a huge. Yeah. It's
2: a huge patch.
1: Yeah. For for a I point, mean for a zero point five patch, this is massive. Uh, it's very very big. And Blizzard. it's just
3: Blizzard is planning so much content this year. We're probably going to get get the ten oh seven PTR very soon yeah. because in order to hit their content release schedule, they're going to have a patch every other month, which means any month they don't have a patch, they've got to have a PTR.
1: Yeah. It feels very likely that if we, if we see the patch soon and and have it through February, we'll get 10.0.7 in March, which then means 10.1 will probably be in May. Like think about this then in May, June, July, August, September. And then finally, 10.2 is going to be October, November. Like if, if the pace they're currently keeping is it holds, that's what we're looking at because keep in mind, they did their content roadmap announcement on December 27th and we had a PTR for 10.0.5. And now we're, we have 10.0.5 within a month of that. It's, it's been 30 days. That's a very fast pace for blizzard. Mm. Um, So yeah, I am very interested to see if we, if we get, 10.0.7 10.0.7 anytime soon. For one thing, I want to know what the heck's in it. Uh, <laughs> quite frankly, there's, there's a lot of story stuff that we're being told about and I want to see what we end up with. But yeah, uh, I think at this point though, we're going to move on to, a, I think maybe one or two questions. We got like 10 minutes. Um, if you guys have a question for the podcast, you can get it to us in a number of ways. The first of which is to email it to us. Uh, we have a email it podcast at uh, blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or Blizzard watch. So we know it's for this show, um, or you can go to Discord. We've got two channels there. We've got the uh, Q and podcast questions channel for non patrons, and the patron Q and podcast questions channel for patrons. So not because we, you know, we love everybody. If you're a patron, if you just read the site, we don't, we we don't discriminate. We love all of you, but patrons help make it possible to keep the site going. Uh, so yeah, we like to like, get their questions first. Um, this week we only have a few questions, so um. My voice is starting to get squeaky. So I'm going to say show, can you read the first one? Absolutely.
2: I am Jim again or still I have remained Jim and I return to you with another question. In your opinion, which healing spec is the worst for raid healing as it is also mm-hmm. and is also bad for mythic plus? Do I need to have high DPS as a healer to run mythic plus dungeons as I have been told by those who sit above in shadow should I avoid playing a druid or a monk healer these are my closest to 70 aside from my shaman but he is one on which I have n- have not he- or have healed a knot I think that was supposed to be a, a healed and said it was a kneeled. uh I know nothing of shaman healing and frankly fear it uh and fear it I do Also, my pally is max level, so I suppose I could heal on her. She's currently my tank, though. Thank you for your help. And uh, this person will always remain Jim. That's a really complicated question. So Mythic Plus is a spectrum. And the higher you want to go, the trickier it becomes. DPS as a healer in Mythic Plus keys does tend to require you to do some amount of DPSing. Part of that is because things like Fortitude... Uh, or you know, the, any number of things that complete like add new ads or, or any other BS that happens. The more, the quicker you can get them down, the better it is, and it ultimately equates to less healing you have to do, which is less mana you technically have to burn. And I'm using mana in general sense here, the resource the less you have to burn. Every single one of the healing classes is capable of healing a mythic plus just fine. Um, you can get to certain levels until you start to get into, I'd say, 8, 9, 10 is where it starts to get a little dicey if you're not comfortable doing DPS and where some of the class disparity really starts to highlight. And then when you get higher than that, uh, there is absolutely like, at least currently, and I haven't done this since the patch has gone live, so this is... My opinion pre 10.5. I don't know what my opinion is after 10.5. But as soon as you started creeping into like the 15s and the 16s, it got like I could not keep up as a resto shaman. And I am not a bad healer. Like I may feel bad about myself after those runs, but I'm definitely I've been doing this a while. I know my spells. I know my class. And even I was having a, a hard time keeping up, whereas I'm hearing evokers and druids are breezing through some of this content. Evokers, because they're overtuned, and I still firmly believe that they're overtuned. S- s- silly hero classes. Super,
3: super overtuned. Oh, my I, I'm, gosh. I'm
2: looking at you, Stop, who casually healed into 20,000 more healing per second than I did. Anyway. Um, oh, <laughs> But it that's just the nature of that beast. But druids are in a good spot because their talent trees um, are sort of built for this. They're built for fast movement. They're built for healing on the fly. They have things that let them put out damage and, and do a bunch of of DPS while healing. Uh, Resto Shaman don't have a lot of movement stuff, although these new abilities and buffs are letting us spell weave again, which will make things a little bit easier, which may help us actually do stuff like... Uh, Padilla in chat right now in our live stream, uh, I've healed 15s as a resto and timed and completed 16s, but not timed. This is very similar to my experience. Um, But every class can do the, the like lower mythic pluses. No problem. So play what you're most comfortable with now and what speaks to you the most. And very clearly they're listening as far as class balance and changes go. And if you have feedback, submit it so that they can maybe give us a pass so that You can adjust it for it. But yes, there is some small amount of uh, damage that you are going to have to do. I'd say as soon as you start breaching sixes, you should start considering, do I have time to contribute damage to bosses or adds to to make this go quicker? Um, As far as worst raid healing, it really depends on the fight. This is a tier where every fight is a completely different bag of tricks that you need. And so there are certain fights where... Uh, I have completely beaten the pants off of all the druids in the guild. Um, <laughs> and then there's other fights where uh, I am firmly holding fourth place. Um, the, it all depends. I mean, most of
3: the time, most of the time, that's me, Joe.
2: But there are fights in this tier where you've beaten out everybody except stop. I've watched the mm-hmm. logs. Yeah,
3: because because no one beats an evoker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I mean, but the thing is, like. It all depends on the fight and what your composition is mm-hmm. as well too, right? That makes a big difference. So I'm going to make the recommendation of ignore what all the tier lists say online, ignore what people tell you is good or bad and just play what you like. And if you hit a wall, maybe see if that's a def- uh, something that you can either live with or submit your feedback so that that wall can be either broken down or you get the opportunity to crash through it. And I'm going to let Liz talk because I know she has healing, uh, healing opinions.
3: I mean, I think the biggest difference between Mythic Plus and Raid Healing is that you really do need to do some DPS. It's like a healer that can do DPS versus a healer that has more trouble doing DPS. That is huge. So you do usually see higher DPS healers being preferred for Mythic Plus. And uh, I mean, there's not a fight in this expansion where movement is not important, which gives Druids a big edge, I think because they have so many heals that they can cast on the go. They can toss out Hots anytime. And of course you have preservation evokers who are very mobile and can just jump around the battlefield, yank people to them. Uh, So I feel like Druids are in a really good place for both uh, Mythic Plus and raids right now. Uh, Holy Paladins right now are pretty strong. Um, like I don't usually, I play a holy paladin. I don't usually do like the raw numbers of anyone else, but you have a ton of utility. You have devotion aura, which is a flat 3% damage reduction for everybody. And And you, you have a whole, yeah, you have a whole cool little bag of tricks And in Mythic Plus, you're always doing damage. That's just doing damage is part of your healing rotation. In a way, it is not for most healers, except for Discipline Priests. So that's a that's a strength for them. They can also do some uh, some pretty good healing while moving, but that all depends on whether you have Holy Power banked up. So, but as Joe said, it's you know play what you're most comfortable with because, I, I mean, sometimes the tier rankings are just someone's opinion. And we get a lot of things where you have a tier ranking and then everyone reads the latest tier ranking and they believe it or they agree with it. And, you know, without thinking it through or without evaluating it for themselves, I think that's been a big detriment to the game is how we read we read someone's opinion on what's the best spec, what's the best class, what's the strongest anything and we believe it and that just becomes you know common knowledge that Mm. everyone assumes and follows with and it's it's not always necessarily true i mean maybe maybe some things are true and like this is the very best class for the very best player but the average player isn't you know isn't necessarily going to perform at like the absolute min max perfect level So you see player skill has a great contribution to this. Even if you're playing the best class, you may not play it well enough that it is actually the best class. I know uh, occasionally I play DPS and raids and I switch over to retribution. And I know I do not run the uh, recommended meta build because it requires some like precise cooldown timing that I'm not good at. And I've I've sat there and I've run the numbers and I've practiced it training dummies and I've practiced in groups and I'm just not good at timing it right. And my uh, my DPS is actually lower <laughs> when I run the right build that I'm supposed to run. So you've got to look at yourself. Are you, are, do you enjoy playing a druid? Are you good at playing a druid? Then play a druid, you know? Because... If you're playing, even if you were playing, what people say is the very worst class in the game. If it's a class you enjoy and you know how to play and you're you're having fun and you're keeping people alive, that's the best class to play. Uh, Whereas, also, uh, don't, because-
2: for, don't forget to transmog. That's the most important. Your healing per <laughs> second will only <let laughs> improve if you are looking fly.
3: <laughs> that that is also very true. The only thing here is that sometimes you do see uh, players having trouble getting into groups sometimes because, oh, you aren't the best healing class ever. Yep. And I... I think that's just a real unfortunate side effect of things like tier list, people reading them and people deciding, oh, this is gospel. This is the ultimate truth, this tier list. And now I can't do a group with, say, uh, a Mistweaver because they aren't at the top of the tier list, which I believe right now is uh, the latest one I saw for Mythic Plus had uh, Evokers at the top. Evokers Was it Evokers? And Resto Druids? Yep. But yeah. I uh holy paladins are A tier, so I'm doing pretty good.
2: <laughs> I wave from D and I'm okay with that.
3: <laughs> I I mean last, if there's only so much you can put stock sh- in it. Yeah, go ahead. At the at the at the end of Shadowlands, I was also rocking D tier. So <laughs> uh like it it can vary from raid tier to raid tier, and in the end you just need to play what you enjoy and play what you know how to play. And- That's way more important.
2: And submit feedback like I, I'm i going to probably beat that horse for a long time or, or drive that point into the ground when you're doing stuff like this, especially mythic pluses. And it's a class you really enjoy. If you see the deficiencies, let the developers know, be constructive about it, because, again, they are listening. They are balancing classes. They're trying. So, you know, the, hopefully by, you know, a few, uh, maybe another month from now, maybe another patch from now. Will be closer to all of us not feeling like any of us are in D tier, and none of us feeling like we're that far behind any of the other healing classes.
1: Already, I don't play a healer at the moment, (laughs) (laughs) so I got nothing. Um, I have no idea. Uh, yes, that that that's. I think we're pretty much out of time, unfortunately. So, I guess it's time for me to nudge Joe. I will do
2: the thing, because Matt has poked me with the stick. Uh, Blizzard Watch is <laughs> made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast signing community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy access to benefits like early access to the podcast. A better chance of having your question answered on our podcast or the queue. And it has free site experience.
1: Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, and thank you to Liz as well. Both of you gave really good answers for that question that I had no ability to answer, so I'm really grateful. Uh, and thank you guys for listening to the podcast. This has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Um, we'll be back next week, and hopefully you will be here with us too. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> it's not a podcast about <laughs> me forgetting something. Uh, if, again, if you have a question for the show, please send it to podcast.blizzardwatch.com the subject line podcast of blizzard watch so we know it's for the show or go to our discord we've got two channels uh you can hear my cat um we've got the q uh, q and podcast questions channel for non patrons and the patron q and podcast questions channel for patrons either of them are loved by us and we check them for questions uh yeah thank you that's how you can ask us questions and we would love it if you would do so please 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 please, (laughs) please um But yeah, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Uh, Thank you guys all for being here with us, and we will see you next
0: week. Bye.